Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courts at Indiana Podcast. I'm Jim Reamer, joined right now by, with, with, by, I don't know that I get that preposition screwed up all the time. Joined by Kyler Staley. We, Dominique Neely will be joining us later. Uh, Zach Tyler is, says he's got a fever, I think, between soccer and illness. I think he secretly works for the CIA and he's just never. He misses occasional week. Kyler, how was your week, man? It was good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's busy. I mean, football season ramping up for uh, IU, and you know, getting through all that. So it's about to be really, really busy. But trying to enjoy the little bit of free time I have away from basketball um, before things get really deep into the season. Yeah, basketball got started for me yesterday. I liked it. I yeah, this- enjoy- took a year off and. A little rejuvenated, and yesterday was 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 a good day. Yeah, you worked out with uh, the top, was it 2026s? We worked out, yeah, a number of top 2026s, and it was a good it was a good day. We had a good turnout, and so we don't have big open call-outs. We try to target kids and get them there, and it works out pretty well. We've, I mean, we've, we're going through some names, so nice. the best way to say that. Um. But let's get let's get this recruiting update figured out. Um, not a lot of action since last week, although we do have some big names, obviously making some decisions. Or and um, we will wait for Dominique to come on before we get too deep into the woods on talking about a lot of these. But here's here's what you've missed this past week, or at least what's happened this past week. Uh, Reese Butcher from Brebuff picked up an offer from Hanover, the senior guard. Uh, from from the Braves, um, let's see here. Justin Sims from Chesterton picked up an offer from um, Mid American Nazarene, an NAIA school. Tucker Tornada, forward from uh, Evansville Memorial, picked up an offer from Fairmount State, which is Division Two school. And then Braylon Mullins picked up an offer from Cincinnati, that's the junior guard from Greenfield Central. And then we had two big commitments that we will definitely talk about in depth when um, Dominique gets on board. Evan Haywood, senior guard from Brebuff, who picked up an offer, I don't know, a little over a week ago from, from Butler. He went ahead and committed to Butler. He did that Friday. And then, of course, Saturday, they're in the Under Armour Elite 24 game. Florida Badunga broke the, the small trend of UA Under Armour college commitments. <laughs> We'll, t- we'll talk about that too, just for fun. And committed to Kansas, choosing Kansas over who was it? It was Duke, uh, uh, Auburn, Michigan. and Michigan. Yeah. yeah, those were his final four. Um, yeah, I think Mullins is is squarely placing himself as a high major. The way he's again, we've we've talked about this at nauseum. I think the way he has shot the ball has been has been sort of the final piece 
um, at least from a high school perspective. Um, the rest of it's going to be physical development. And, uh, you know, he, he'll get that figured out. Yeah, he's um... – I mean, yeah, like we, we he he is where we probably thought he was going to be eventually. Um, the Cincinnati offer is really big. I really like the Notre Dame offer. What was that last week? Um, really yep. like that, and I think that, I mean, that just goes to show he's a high major guy. Um, he's he's going to continue to get more of those offers as as you know more and more schools start to take interest. Um, you know, I'm I'm curious to see down the road are the Blue Bloods you know going to start pulling offers you know, um, extending offers you know. Just how how high is he going to get? Is what I'm very curious to see. But right now, he just he's on a roll right now with all those all these offers. Yeah, the blue blood stuff. I don't know. I, I mean, Cincinnati's in the Big Twelve, so I mean, I don't, you know, and I think I don't know what their transition to the Big Twelve is going to look like. Uh, but I I can't imagine it's going to take them too long to be in the, in the upper half of that conference if they're not already. Uh, I don't. I think the difference between the Big Twelve and the the um, what was it? The AAC? What was the? I think that's yeah, that's what they were in, right? Yeah, the yeah, and I think the bottom half of the Big Twelve is probably much better than the bottom half of the AAC. But I think the top, the top portion of each conference is is comparable. I mean, I mean, look at Connecticut. I mean, that's all you need to know is, you know, uh, they're they went out and won a national championship, right? I my brain's my brain's functioning correctly, right? UConn yeah, won a did. national championship. Yeah. Did they go to the AAC or did they? Ooh, I'm gonna look it up. But... Can we look it up? I don't know. Things it's not change. gonna be on their website yet because I don't. Is it happening this year? Don't know for sure. Oh well, we'll worry. <laughs> you type in UConn basketball on Google, and all you get is the Empire Classic with them playing Indiana. Nice. Uh, Reese Butcher, I you know I think defensively Reese Reese is one of the better defenders in the class, and I think that you know he does he does serve as a primary ball handler for for Burbuff quite a bit. He and Evan Hayward share that duty. Um, I, his his defense right now is ahead of his offense. Um, I I just I think that I don't know where like right now most of his stuff is is Division three stuff, right? Right. Uh, how many offers does he have? Do we know? Who? Butcher? Yeah. I don't know. Let me get there real quick. Dominique has hopped in. How are the kids? Finally asleep. Nice. No, Butcher, Reese, Reese has a uh, Marion offer too. Okay. Those were his only two offers. So that's, that's going to change. He's just such a good defensive player. I mean, he basically can guard any perimeter player. And I think at a, at a pretty decent level. Yeah, I really, I really like his defense. I just like the way he kind of glides up and down the floor. That's always something that's kind of stood up to me too. Um, real in control defensive player as well. I don't think he gets a little yeah. bit too big of a hurry or anything like that. And he's a sneaky good offensive player at times too, from what I've seen. Yeah, the, um, the outside shot's got to get there. But Dominique, how was your week? Oh, it's pretty good. Nothing too crazy. Normal Nothing. week. I was uh, the week before we were in Florida, so trying to get back to normal. Yeah. As uh, well, your, your kids aren't in school yet, are they? They're not that old. 
No, preschool starting up next month few in a few weeks here. But man, that late. Yeah, after uh after Labor Day. I guess they don't have the uh, mandatory hundred and <laughs> hundred and eighty days that no that high school <laughs> schools that regular schools have. No. Well, let's let's get into it. We've got we 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 got the update on recruiting. We we saved the uh, Evan Hayward and um, Florida Badunga talk until you got on here. Anybody want to start? We want to start with Evan because we'll probably talk more about Flory. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk with Haywood. All right. I, I mean, just a phenomenal summer, phenomenal spring, after a really good junior year. I mean, he's up to he's up to his level of play just from his junior season into the spring. You know, and I don't I don't think that that's just a function of. I mean, obviously, it's harder to produce at the high school at a on a high school level than is it at an AAU level. Um. But he's done everything you need to do to to. I mean, he didn't have anything coming into this into the summer. I mean, into the spring. What? I guess we just always say it's summer, even though it actually starts in the spring. But I mean, I don't, he didn't really didn't have a whole lot coming into the off season, did he? I don't even think he had anything, right? He didn't have any D one stuff. I know that. I think that came at Charlie Hughes, right after the Charlie his, Hughes. Man, his D1. first offer, according to us, his first offer wasn't until June. Yeah, that's what I thought. And that's crazy. I mean, I mean that's, you, you you could easily say he's the biggest stock riser in the state, right? This year, does he take that oh, crown? Without, without question, in in that class especially. I mean, it's it's insane that he didn't have an offer coming into this year, coming into this off season. What do you, what what do you think was kind of the reasoning for the coaches, you know, trying to you know, hold off on it? I mean, I think it's I think some of it's transfer portal. I mean, because he didn't even have any NAI offers coming into this year, into the spring. Right. That's the you know, and we have talked about how more aggressive NAI schools have been in recruiting, and they didn't. You know, and he still didn't have anything going on. I mean, he is right there. I mean, we've had him leveled off as a D1 guy, came out of the season as a regular season as a low major, as a low D1 guy, kind of evolved him into a mid-major. I, I do think that, you know, I do think the Butler offer was a little bit of a surprise, but again, a lot of that is based on I think sometimes we can be swayed by how active a player's recruitment is. Is that you feel that way? Yeah, I feel that way in some some form. Dominique, do you feel that you're swayed sometimes by just what the recruiting looks like? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I think that I mean, we haven't. We've all. Kind of, I mean, have we all felt that he was a D one kid, kind of heading since? I mean, for me, it was definitely if any if I had any doubts, it was the Cathedral game. So I hadn't seen him play. I didn't see him play last year at all in the high school season. Right. I I probably watched Burbuff on stream, but I didn't really. I knew I kind of knew his name, but I didn't really pay attention like that. But I did see him play at Charlie Hughes, and and uh, definitely thought he was a Division One guy. And 
started getting those D1 offers right after the Charlie Hughes that following week. So, Oh, you meant this year. You meant yeah. this summer, not last summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the first time I saw him. Yeah, it's – I mean, it's a strange class. It's – I don't know. There'll be a, there'll, there might be a, an episode where we just talk about this class as a whole, um, in terms of not just it's it's not a huge it's not a deep class. It's not I don't know. It's just a it's so it's, it's a weird class, and you, you get here we get situations where we get two guys that effectively go from nothing. I mean, Wyndham was Wyndham's kind of right there where his. I mean, he did get a couple of D one offers early, but then it completely stalled out, and then, boom, he gets you know a ton of mid majors and. Did he get like twenty offer. this spring and summer, like twenty offers like that? Quite a bit. Let's check it out. Databases are magical. I mean, his, Wyndham's. Wyndham had three offers heading into this year. He had an IUPUI offer with the previous coaching staff, which I'm sure was reiterated with the current coaching staff. Uh, we just don't. We just have the, the the former date, the date of the the original offer, on here. So his first offer was in December of 2021. His next offers weren't until that summer, and one in June by Northern Kentucky, then Akron in July. Then you've got to flash forward 10 months before he gets his next offer. Wyndham. Mm. On a team that went 33-0 and and won a state championship. And that's, you know, it's it was the stuff we talked about where he has struggled. You know, he did not have a great junior year. Some of it marked by injury. Um, and then just was sort of inconsistent when he came back. Probably never lower than second or third on a scouting report, though. Strangely, you know, right? Uh, With his ability to get hot from deep and fill it up, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then his only high major offer was Northwestern, and again, that came late in the process, and then he committed three weeks later. Although I will say he's got. Duquesne, Rice, Richmond, St. Louis, Tulsa. Those are all schools that are multi-bid leagues, if I'm not mistaken. I think Rice is still in that part of that equation. Obviously, we all like those Missouri Valley offers. Um, I still wish the MAC didn't add all those footballs, all those schools for football. Love the old Mac. The old Mac was a multi bid league with the Missouri Valley and the Mac as multi bid leagues. Those were good times. Kyler was good probably time. Kyler was probably four. <laughs> oh yeah, I was real young, but uh, I do vaguely remember that. I mean, it was it was legit. Not not, not to go too far down that rabbit hole. We there was one year we had seven Indiana schools in the NCAA tournament. What year was that? Oh, I'd have to go back and look. It's Let's get it's back like two, to that. 2001, 2002, something like that. I mean, that's how long ago it was, but that's when the MAC was a multi-bid league. And I, I don't even remember if Ball State was part of that mix. But that's when the MAC was a multi-bid league. Missouri Valley was a multi-bid league. 
um, you know, the GLVC was, was cranking out, cranking out teams, you know, and now, you know, I, I mean, I think, I don't remember when IPFW, well, Purdue Fort Wayne now, but I don't remember when they transitioned to D1. Dominique, do you know that at all? Sorry, I'm looking up, trying to find that year, what teams that was, when you, what you were talking about. What was your question? Oh, good luck, man. That's a hard find there. Um, uh, the question was, is when did Purdue Fort Wayne transition to Division One? Oh, to Division One. Yeah, do you know mm. off the top of your head? No, I'm not too sure. Okay. I thought you were going to ask when they transitioned to PFW instead of IPFW, but no, you know, no, not sure. But I found a year 2015. Five Indiana teams made the tournament. Five. Yeah, right. there was one year when it was seven. Um. Yeah, so we we have two recruiting situations kind of mirroring each other, in these two senior wings. Um. Both of them coming in late with, with a high major offer and committing to and committing to that school. And Are both of them surprised? really good academic schools. Are you a little surprised that Haywood and Wyndham, I guess we could throw both of them together, are committing so quickly on those no. high majors? No. No, I think – I think when you're – I mean, there's there's other factors that go into that decision, and, I, and this is just me speaking, not just speculation, but also having dealt with this with players in the past. Um. When you when you get a jump in recruiting and it's a quality situation, you know even if it's even if neither school is at their high point from a basketball perspective, they're still very both very good schools. They're both in good conferences. They're both very close to home. There is not much to not like about it, and when you're a kid that believes in yourself, now part of that could be to what you're answering. If they, if you believe in yourself, then you think more is going to come. But I also think there's some realization too, that you don't look a gift horse in the mouth too, to some degree. Um, for example, you know, Northwestern makes their offer on July 11th for Wyndham and no other high majors hop on board. Um, you know, sometimes you get that a little bit of momentum where other teams jump in because, you know, they don't – they might have had him on the edge, on the border, and then they, they, they get together and they start questioning, okay, is this a guy we're, we're missing on, you know, and, and then it just becomes a school will jump and also make an offer. Now, sometimes that offer is not always sincere to be blunt, but this is the same with the same with Hayward Butler offers. What was it last week? Well, we've got it last week. It was probably even a little bit earlier than that. Offered on his and, visit, correct? I, I, yeah, nearby. I just can't, I don't know what day it would have been. I mean, we've got it on the seventh, but I don't know if that's wholly accurate. Um, but nothing else changed in his recruitment, you know. 
no other no other high majors hopped on. Um, but it's just hard to beat those schools, especially if you're especially if you're a good student, and you you really do prioritize the academic side of it. Seems like a perfect situation for him. You kind of touched on a little bit. I mean, hometown, hometown, good school. I mean, may have an opportunity to play right away. You never know. You'd have to get, you'd have to really improve physically. Just mature his body more. But the shot making is, has got to be, you know, what they're looking at there. And here's the thing, too. He's he's a willing defender. He's a smart defender. I mean, he's going to be able. He's got he's got length. Let's talk about Haywood now. Um, he's he's going to be. He's going to be able to guard his position. In that league. I mean, he's got to get used to physicality of college. He's got to get used to physicality of the Big East. He's got to get used to the Big East is a little bit smaller, one through three, than what the Big Ten might be or what, you know, the SEC might be. Um, so he's going to have – there's going to be a little quickness adjustment in how, where he settles in position-wise defensively. But, again, he's a he's a willing defender who's, a, who's also a smart defender. And – He'll just he's just gonna have to get stronger. I mean you could say that about ninety percent of seniors. So it's not exactly not exactly news, but but that would be the only thing that would keep him from that would be the thing that would keep him from getting early minutes. But I don't know their roster right now. They don't have they really don't have a lot of Indiana kids on it right now. So, as much as I'm looking forward to today. going to practices, I'm not. I don't know who the heck they even have. Say so they lost what? Um, Pierce Thomas. He's gone. Um, oh well, yeah. DJ Hughes is gone. Thomas is gone. Taylor's gone. Where do those guys end up at? Taylor's at NC State. Um, okay. Pierce, I want to th- say, is at Eastern Kentucky. And then uh, DJ Hughes. Um, I mean, it could just be as easily as saying George State, but let me check here real quick. DJ Hughes is. Oh, he's Tennessee State with uh, Coach uh, Chris Harkenberg, Indiana, Indiana native. Longtime New Orleans assistant. There we go. Former Jim Reamer assistant. <laughs> um, um, Comer and Walker are still at Eastern Kentucky, right? They are. Yeah. So Pierce Thomas joins them. Checking right. Checking right now. I haven't heard anything. Oh, I went too far. Yep, still there. May have to go down and watch them play. <laughs> yeah, you get, get me excited for basketball, college basketball season now. I'm ready to watch these guys. 
I mean, it's honestly, I've been, it's been a while since I've gotten excited about college basketball, but I like practice more than games. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's easy for Mata and his staff to watch Evan play and just look at the shot making and then just go from there. But I don't know much else about their team. I mean, they've got John Michael Malloy, but he hasn't played a whole lot up till now. He was hurt last season, wasn't he? Yeah, poor kid. He's been hurt every season. Yeah. I mean, he was literally hurt his second day as a freshman. That's tough. Of, of, of practice, yeah. It's been unfortunate. We'll talk Flory here. I got a text from a listener like a, 20 minutes ago saying Florida, Kansas, thoughts. So I tell him to tune into the podcast. Well, we're definitely <laughs> going to talk go. about it. Yeah, we saved him for the figure we talk about him more. Yeah. So we want to go there. We Have we said all we can about? I think so. Did we know that Jalen Hooks had an offer from Butler? Didn't he just go to a prep school? Yeah. Be honest with you, kind of forgot about Jalen Hooks. Well, I, how did we not know he got an offer from Butler? Did we mention? Did you mention anything about prep school guys? I thought I heard a couple things. Oh, this is a this is a June twenty. This is in June of twenty twenty one. So this is probably not a current. Talk about a kid that battled through injuries and and a bad and a transfer to a. Got awful prep school situation in Donda Academy. Donda. Did we talk about did we talk about Ashton Williamson or no? No. He transferred he he's going to a prep school. Oh, is he? Same one as Jalen Hook, Sunrise. Sunrise Christian Academy. Yeah. Ashton Williamson he, and Jalen Hooks. He says that knowingly, actually, as he's reading it off of Jalen Hooks's verbal commits profile. Um, no, I didn't know he was going there. That's what like Zach know, texted me yesterday. I would like to know what held up his recruitment. Ashton? Huh? Yeah. I mean, didn't play. Well, Hooks was easy. Hooks, Hooks effectively disappeared for a year because of injury, and then he spent – his 17 and under summer getting caught up academically because that Donda Academy thing was a joke. Yeah. I mean, Ashton, he didn't play a season of AAU, right? No, Ashton played. Did he? Yeah. He, was played. he didn't play his 17 under year. He played with like Mac Irvin and. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some other, I think 94 lose, feet or somebody. We lose. We lose track of those dudes when he they go out of state for AAU. Yeah. yeah. All right, Badunga. We would have had to have had like a blowout episode if he would have. I mean, we knew Indiana was out of the picture for a while, but we would have had to have had a blowout episode just for Kyler to <laughs> get it all out if he if he committed to Indiana. 
just to talk about it. Um, I mean, it's crazy. I feel like this recruitment's been going on for ever. Um, it's kind of crazy that it's since, over with now. Since he got off the plane? Yeah. I mean, it's it's been the talk of the town for years. Well, two years. Two years, yeah. That's a long time. Almost two years. Um what any of the so of the final four, would any of those schools been a surprise? Michigan, I think it was gonna be yeah. a surprise. Yeah, I agree with that. Zach or Dominique. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. I thought it was I thought it was gonna be Auburn or Duke. I did too. I thought it was gonna be uh, Auburn. Yeah, I thought Auburn. Uh then I would have went Duke and then I would have went Kansas, then Michigan. If I would have had to put it in order. I just thought definitely at the Under Armour Elite 24 game where it just made sense, like he's committing at halftime of the Under Armour Elite game. So right. it's like Auburn is Under Armour, Kansas is Nike, Duke Nike, Michigan Nike, Jordan. So mm-hmm. I figured he was going and, Auburn. But And for the record, I floated that out in a couple of different places, but for the record, it, it came from Zach. Or I'm, I'm sorry, it came from you, Dominique. It came from Dominique that, hey, the Elite 24 is an Under Armour event. I'm like, oh, he's going to Auburn. And then, the, like you said, there's other right. kids that committed Absolutely. before him that chose Under Armour schools. So, yeah, the girl, <laughs> the girl chose South Carolina, and then uh, um, I can't remember Muhammad's. Is does he just go by Sir, Sir. Muhammad? Sir Muhammad, yeah. He commits to their name. name. Yeah. yeah. So you're thinking, oh, this is just going to be an Under Armour sweep. It's it's a PR thing. Under Armour's, you know, they found <laughs> out Flory wants to go to Auburn, so they're like, hey, save it. All right. Um, and he's like, yeah, hey, I'm going to Kansas. <laughs> Man. And it was crazy. It's like I, I heard from, I mean, I would say some valuable sources that, you know, they all said Auburn. So I kind of believed it and everything. And especially how hard Bruce Pearl recruited him. Has anybody checked oh, on he Bruce had, He <laughs> had season tickets to Coke. Yeah. Man, I'm convinced. Someone sent a wellness check to Bruce Pearl yet? <laughs> I don't know. Man, he was everywhere. I never thought and I'd there was ever some talk that. There was some talk on Sunday during our workout at Carmel um, that there was some behind-the-scenes angst, maybe, on Flory trying to figure out who he really wanted to play for. And our best guess was that it had a lot to do with him not wanting to tell the other people no or you know, disappointing people. Man, too nice of a kid. And I've ha- I've had that before with kids. I've had that before. There have been a couple of situations where I've had kids. I- I'm not going to name the name, but we had a kid. We were we were driving to uh, Kansas City to play in an event, our last event as a team. So this would have been class 2011, and we're driving to Kansas City, and I got three players with me in the car, and one of them like goes. Uh, I'm ready to commit. I'm like, you made that decision just now? He's like, no, my parents and I, we made a decision before we came, but, you know, I haven't called anybody yet because, you know, they kind of wanted me to play through it, play through the final weekend and just see what happens. He goes, but I don't want to do that. I want to, I'm I'm ready. I know what I want to do. And so he tells me the school and I'm not going to say it because that'll out the kid. I mean, with, I mean, not offhand, but you could research it, I guess. But anyway, and then he, so we stopped, we stopped for lunch and uh, 
he was nervous. He wasn't didn't want to make the call because he was afraid once he called the coach to tell him he was coming, then it was out there. Then he would have going to, he was going to have to call the other, the other three schools that were still that he like had kind of cut it down to four. Like he took four official visits. He was going to have to tell the other three schools. No. And so I'm like, you're ready to do this. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, he had called his, he had called his dad, talked to his dad and said, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to commit. So I had to call the coach. And I'm like, coach, so-and-so here has something he wants to tell you. <laughs> and so he gets on the phone. He's like, coach, I'm ready to commit. I want to come to your school. And then the other three schools we called on the drive out, on the, the rest of the drive out. And again, we had to call. I had to dial the phone number <laughs> and hand in the phone for the first, the first one. The second, once he got it out, once he got it out of his mouth, he was fine. <laughs> But the second two, he was fine. But that first, that first no phone call that he made, because we wanted to like, you want to get the no's out before you put anything on social media. This was 2010. So this was very early. Twitter has a presence in recruiting. This is back in the time when we were still like scooping people, you know, because kids weren't putting their own stuff out there yet. So. There were no moment. This this was no moment. You know, the kids didn't weren't doing that just yet. Class of two thousand eleven. Uh, yeah, the two thousand. Yeah, class two thousand eleven. Yeah, great class. It was deep class. Yeah, I was in Definitely it. That's why so it was great. There you go. It's a great <laughs> class. It's a great class. For the record, it was not Dominique Neely who was the nervous Nelly. It was. It was not afraid to tell. Afraid to tell all these. But uh, yeah, that I was mean, a it, weird. That was a weird trip because we had a kid. It's good, it's good that a kid. Uh, not sorry to interrupt, but it's good that a kid that uh, you know, will actually tell the coaches, you know, hey, I'm not coming to your school and everything, and actually, you know, have that, you know, whatever you want to call it, confidence to say that. I mean, you don't want to burn a bridge ever, ever. But I mean, I'm sure those coaches appreciated it. Yeah, well, it, you know, and the status quo has changed because of all the. The, the TV, the media coverage there is where, you know, now they don't find out until the kid announces it on, you know, some sort of press event, which is fine. They, the coaches have adjusted. Um, I I know that I would, as much as I could control that, that situation, I would make sure the other coaches knew before it became public. But it's not always the case these days, and you just have to adjust and realize these are teenagers who, you know, they're not, they don't really know the difference. They don't know all the ins and outs of trying to be professional about things. I was going to say, I, I was wondering if Pearl knew before because you, you're on yeah. an Under Armour event, you got two Under Armour commits right before. Now you're thinking, okay, Flory's committing, and he goes to Kansas. So I don't know. wonder if he knew beforehand, I would assume, but. Not sure. I don't know. My my con. I mean, my contact down there is not there anymore. So I don't. Not a phone call I can make. Um, Lori seems like the kid that type of kid that would tell you know the other three. That he's yeah, not but if he didn't, if he didn't know, if he was battling back and forth before that situation even started, because the game was delayed, right? The boy, the boys' game was delayed. Yeah, with weather because it was outside, yeah. and they tried to play it. The girls' game was prolonged 
So if he's still going through a decision in his mind, you know, there's a chance he hadn't told anybody. But again, you're talking about the difference between being professional and understanding in today's climate how these commitments get broken, you know, how these commitments get communicated. So it's it's the word now is almost respectful. You know, you just It was sort of anticlimactic how it happened where he turns around and just puts a hat on. and Maybe he just had all four hats in there and whatever one he picked out, that's where he was going. Closed <laughs> his eyes. <laughs> Couldn't decide. I mean, I could get, I could ask Peck. I could find out. <laughs> It'd be funny if somebody forgot to put a Michigan hat in there and he's like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, couldn't go to Michigan because they couldn't find a hat. Sorry. <laughs> what would have been even funnier if Kyler would have snuck an IU hat in there? Oh, yeah. He pulled. He pulled that out. Yeah. Where, where was that armor event at? Where was that at? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Right. I flew down to Atlanta just to do that. <laughs> Worth the flight. Remove all the hats. Put an IU hat in there. <laughs> Sneak away. <laughs> I mean, side topic here, that event is really cool. First of all, that whole scene, the court and everything just looks awesome. Yeah, they need to quit playing that crap outside, though. We need yeah. to get rid of outside basketball games, especially on wood courts. Just end it. Yeah. There's this thing There's this thing called humidity, right? <laughs> and what Definitely humidity down in the is, southeast, yeah. Yeah, yeah what, what, what humidity, yeah, says the guy who just came from Florida. But... <laughs> And for those who aren't familiar, what humidity does, is it puts a little bit of layer of moisture on everything it comes near. <laughs> everything. Skin. <laughs> skin. Wood. Um, basketball. Finishing, finishing waxes. Basketball. Basketballs. Um, rim. The rim. Metal. Bleachers. Everything. So, while the scenery is nice, the concept is idiotic. It's time to get past it and just put the damn thing inside. I mean, crap, man. There's places where they don't have adequate air conditioning. And you get humidity because of body, you know, the rise of temperature of body heat. That's why caramel's always a f- the frozen tundra. Because they, <laughs> you know, they treat every event in there like it's going to be a sellout. Except for the auxiliary gym. I'll fight that. That was the hottest gym I've ever been in. <laughs> well, it's, I'm not sure they have air conditioning in there, to be honest. That's it's an old school gym. That's that's where we that's where I did a lot of playing. They're sacrificing that gym. <laughs> it's where my uh my office has been the my office the last eight days has been the var or the last six days, school days, has been the varsity gym and been freezing my butt off since about 11 a.m. every day. Um, changes tomorrow, though. Finally start getting some classes. Uh, Flory going to be what, – what's his first year going to look like? So here's what's interesting, and I was just kind of reading a bunch of, you know, stories from 24-7 sports rivals and everything. I didn't realize that Hunter Dickinson, this is not his final year. He can play oh, really? Better. So that to me, that's shocking. I feel like he's been in college for 10 years. Um, 
But yeah, so he can play next year. He could come back. Now that's not to say he is going to come back. He could go to the NBA level, you know, next year. But you know, now, if he if, comes back, that's very interesting. If Hunter doesn't go to the NBA, will he blame Bill Self for that too? <laughs> that's another podcast, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not because I'm I'm tired of him. So is he seven yeah. two for real? Yeah, he's uh he's he was. I mean, he would tower over Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, well. We know how that's turned out. Yeah, but yeah, but like I, I, I just thought that was very, very interesting because I've assumed Flory's going to come in, you know, with the mindset of a day one starter. But I feel like that changes a little bit. What I want to see is the people giving Hunter Dickinson nil money to pull it and give it to Flory next year. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I would like to see that as well. Yeah. Some guys. Yeah. Anyway. Can't wait till these college guys get contracts. That's going to be funsies. <laughs> careful, boys. Be careful what you ask for. Um. So we don't think he's going to start right away. Do we think he's going to play right away? I mean, yeah, I would assume. I would think he would start right away if Hunter Dickinson. And there's another forward that has another year of eligibility, I believe, as well. I can't think of who that is, um, front court player, but I, I think no matter what, Florida's going to play. I'm anxious to see what his development looks like skill wise. Um, it certainly I mean, has I gotten think better. He's he's, he's going to get on the floor regardless, just strictly off his motor, rebound, running the floor, blocking shots. And then, yeah, if he can develop, you know, uh, more skill, I mean, yeah, he's definitely going. He's definitely going to play right away. I think. I don't know. Like I said, it depends on the roster if he's going to start. But that wouldn't shock me if he started right away. The college game isn't as reliant on spacing as it is at the NBA level. Um, mostly because at the NBA level, you've got elite size with elite skill, and you know teams literally legitimately have six foot eight inch shooting guards you know so a, a guy like Flory's size isn't an advantage at that level so but but his as his skills have developed like like you know the, he was more skillful as a junior than as a sophomore facing the basket but very little of that translated into game action. So I'll be anxious to see how much that shows up this year. Um, you know, for Kokomo. the And then how much that translates even as a freshman. And I saw something when he was listed 6'10". I'm, you know, that's plenty big enough in college, but, you know, at a higher level, you're going to have to be able to face the basket more in this day and age than in the past. But Dominique, you're right. His athleticism, his length, his motor um, will certainly earn him consistently high minutes, even as a freshman. I think he's closer to 6'9 than 6'10, but. Yeah. I feel like Kansas has got a pretty good track record of developing big guys like him as well. 
Yeah, that mostly stay there, though. They've had some guys go there, highly touted, that didn't leave early. And a lot of that is because they do have, a, you know, they do tend to have a decent amount of depth. I mean, they've had, obviously, they've had their fair share of Wigginses and Embiid's and But they've also had dudes go there that were highly considered among the the high school scouting populace. They ended up not leaving. It was a really good big recently. He had a very, very weird name, but he was there for a while. About Zabuke or whatever? Yeah, that guy. Zabuke, he was like seven. He was huge. I I think he... Where did I see him playing? Was he in the summer league this summer or something? But I'm not sure he's really landed in the NBA. Ben. I mean, he was he was great for them. I feel like that's kind of what Flory would be for them. You know, the the ceiling would probably be what Joel Embiid. Who's? It's Flory. pretty high there. Oh uh, hell no, he ain't getting there. <laughs> Co- no. College college wise, no. You don't think so? No. Not one and done. Uh, no. No. Ask me again. No. I want to. He's I, not. He's I not like that. that. I would like to ask that same question. If we know if Hunter Dickinson or their other front court rotation pieces aren't there next year, and he has a chance to start from day one. Well, I mean. Yeah, and that's you know that's one of those things where okay, say he's not going to be as good as Embiid. That's not exactly hate. No, just throwing out the idea, I guess. Well, yeah, he's not that. It's a similar story, but just add three or four inches, maybe five inches. I mean, Embiid oh. was a legit seven footer. Heading into heading into Kansas. I'm trying to think of where what he was ranked he going into college. I don't I don't know I don't I mean that's the part of it that's you know the kid's not from Indiana I don't follow that. No. Yeah. Stat wise, it's not like Embiid did anything out of this world. Kansas. No, but 11.2 points per game, 8 8.1 rebounds per game, 2 2.6 blocks per game. He shot 62 points he shot 62.5% from 2. Um I'm sorry. He shot 63.9% from 2. Um a respectable He wasn't shooting from out yet. Outside no, not at yet. all. No, a respectable 68.5% from the free throw line as a freshman. That's that's fine. Fresh for a freshman big. And he averaged close to two and a half offensive rebounds per game. That's a big number. So so here's what I'm finding going into college uh, um, in 2013. By 27, uh, 24-7 sports, Embiid was the ninth best center and considered the 78th best player in that class. Obviously, it we know. Shows, just shows you how, it just shows you how set in their minds sometimes is and how useless those lists are 
yes. beyond. I mean, there's just that not that much difference. I mean, I would have. Who are the centers ahead of him? Does is can you? I can look that up. This would have been. I didn't even know about Embiid coming into college. I don't. I feel like I didn't. I know about Andrew Wiggins. But I feel well, like he I didn't be, know really about Embiid. He would be Badunga, just in a different state, and we wouldn't have followed it. In terms of coming to America. You know, but I think Embiid went to a prep school, so he was, you know. We, we got some names here with uh, centers in the 2013. We've got Dakari Johnson that went to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Well, this one also has – this has Joel Embiid at number 17. So that must have been an old, old one. In in the center class or in the center? Yeah. Yeah. Weird list. But, yeah, as far as – yeah, as far as centers, I mean, it was Dakari Johnson and Joel Embiid. Noah Vonley was in that class, but he wasn't really a center. No. Was he listed as a center? No. Power okay. forward. Yeah, that's okay. a, we're getting on to a tangent here, but 2013 had a hell of a class. Well, that's Wiggins, too. Yeah, Wiggins, Julius Randle, Jabari Parker, Aaron Gordon, the Harrison twins. Yeah, I was never big on the Harrison twins. Loved, loved, loved Aaron Gordon. Can't underscore that enough. Got to watch the Harrison Twins play quite a bit. Uh, were they on uh, – what team were they on again? Houston Defenders. That's right. Got to watch them quite a bit. Um. But yeah, that I I just don't think he's I don't know I don't I don't think he's that. I mean it's 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 harder to fathom because of what Embiid has been as, in the NBA level. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying but not think, to think about his NBA career. I'm just trying to think of strictly college. Yeah, I I get that, but. I mean, he was doing some pretty high-level stuff as a freshman at Kansas. You know, that was... And here's another name. See, these are the kind of names that I'm thinking of when I talk about some of these guys go to Kansas and from an NBA perspective, don't necessarily pan out. Um, like Tariq Black went to was a senior on that team. He went there as, as a highly recruited player. Stayed four years. His senior year, he averaged five and a half points a game. Still managed to make an NBA roster. Um, also Are you talking fresh- bigs or... Three black was six nine, yeah. Okay. Well, when you're talking but about I'm, Kansas guys, you're, you're you're saying all just any or just bigs, any, any. Okay. But a lot of bigs. Perry Ellis, yeah. Perry Ellis, highly recruited. 
Was that the dude that looked like he was 45? Oh, yeah. yeah. Perry Ellis was, yeah, was consensus top, was, was consensus 31st in the 2012 class or 2012 class. By the way, Kyler, I don't know what you're looking at. And I'm not questioning what you're looking at, but Embiid was 16th in the yeah, in a consensus top 100. 16th overall. Yeah, that's, what that's what I'm saying. Whatever I found, I just typed in Joel Embiid high school ranking. It okay. had to be a, uh, a very, very old before they had like their final version of that ranking list. Wayne Seldon was 13th in that same class. He played three years at Kentucky. And or Kansas, sorry, had a cup of coffee in the NBA and has now. I will say though, he had a moment there at the NBA level where I thought he was going to turn the corner and be a guy. Maybe not a starter, but definitely a rotation guy, but that didn't happen. But Perry Ellis was again top 31. Everybody kind of thought he was one of the better forwards in the in the country. Played four years at Kansas. Never made an NBA average. Perry Ellis at Kansas, 17 points as a freshman, 19 and a half as a sophomore, 19 as a junior, 22 as a senior points per game. Never made an NBA roster. I got one for you, Jim. What's that? Billy Preston. Yeah. He was got a high school. I think he was top 20 kid in the country. I think he was one and done at Kansas, and I don't know if he, I don't know if he ever made an NBA roster. Yeah, I mean that's not the end all be all, but you know you're looking at. I honestly thought he should have gone to Auburn, but because I think if you go to Auburn, you're definitely gonna you're gonna have to guard. I, I'm not a big fan of the Duke situation right now, especially defensively. A lot of times those dudes play regardless of how good they defend, and that's fine. Every now and then it works out because they get so much talent, it's hard to ignore. But I would have picked Bill Self as second among that list of coaches. That's how much I like Pearl, though. Anyone wants to see Flory in action early? He's on the soccer field <laughs> this this fall for Kokomo on the varsity. Nice. I Six wish there was nine a to... freight train coming down the soccer field. <laughs> freight train, not the goalie. I wish there was a way on the yeah. field. But he's the guy that I would like. He's you got to have one dude like that. Maybe not that tall, but <laughs> that's my theory in soccer. Is you've got to have one like six five guy for set pieces. So you can kick it up and let him go get it with a header. But man, six nine. Yeah, that's got to be interesting. We I wish we could post pictures in our like in our uh, show notes because <laughs> that picture you put in our Slack, yeah, was outstanding. Hi. Kids trying to head the ball with Flory, and his head's up to Flory's shoulder. <laughs> Good luck, poor kids. Those Good poor luck. kids. They just wanted to play soccer. They didn't want this guy to come in. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, if Kokomo has any sense of a defense, soccer-wise, they should win games. They, they should just like their best offense will be corner kicks. <laughs> 
we we think he'll have any where do we think his outside shots trending right now up i think well yeah i'm saying like i i know that he ain't gonna get worse i'm saying is he ever gonna get to a point where that that manifests itself in games i'm hopeful i just i don't know it's got a lot of work and it needs a lot of work but you know bigs nowadays got to have that shot for the most part um so that's just something he's gonna have to work on i feel like he's i mean i've seen a couple highlights from his aau season where he's finished a couple with his right hand which i haven't seen much of that um before so i think he's definitely you know trying to implement some of these things in the games and things like that um but i just i remember at the start of the summer um i think it was the like that first little kickoff in indy mm-hmm. i think he hit a couple threes and i think like oh he's shooting threes off the dribble now and i'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> It's not he's not doing that. He's he like no, he's not even catch catching that. shooting. He's not even catching shooting uh, catch and shoot three guys. It's just you know, he hit a couple and it was like, oh, it's watch out, you know, but it's just I don't know. It's man, I think it I really I really hope that comes along for him. But I just I, right now, as of right now today, I just I don't think that's a part of his game right now. He does remind me of a better version of Isaiah Jackson for the Pacers. Played at Kentucky. So, yeah, so that puts him in the NBA. Like, to me, that's his floor. And if I'm wrong on his ceiling, that's I, great. Because, I, I mean, he's a great kid. I would, would love to be wrong. I mean, I don't think he's Joel Embiid, though. I don't know what I think his ceiling is. I mean... Could he be a guy in the NBA that's like a – I don't know, though, man. I'm saying like a Clint Capella, but – There you go. I just, that, that, name, that name just popped in my head, too. I Yeah. That's where I see his game going. And even if he's a little bit more skilled at at some point, he's still not – still not Embiid. I feel like I'm picking on Kyler now, but <laughs> – No, I mean, it, it makes sense. I was just, you know – Asking the question, putting that out there. <laughs> I was taken aback. <laughs> be like us talking about Jalen Harrelson and somebody saying, "Could he be the next Jordan?" Well, no. <laughs> okay, that's that's way different. <laughs> way different. I'd never. It'd be like, no, he can't be the next Jordan, and then there'd be some some message, some Twitter the next day. Reamer hates Jalen Harrelson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my. Well, there's too many questions right now with Kansas, like what the roster is going to look like next year. I think for us to every team, yeah, every team in the country. <laughs> I do like, I do like the the new transfer portal rules. I know we had the episode a couple weeks ago. Where we talked about that as one of the topics at length, but. I, I do think there will be a little bit more sanity next spring. Um, I mean, it may, 
Yeah, I mean, it'll be it might be thirty days of complete chaos, but I don't know because here's here's what we're finding out. We're, we're getting more and more data. You know, each year is another set of data, and they're getting more. You know, as that data rolls in, we're finding out that was it forty percent of the kids that are in, into the transfer portal don't have anything right now. Something like um, that. Yeah. That's a lot. So you're so you're almost fifty fifty. You enter the transfer portal you, that you're just done. And I don't know what not has anything means. I don't know if that means they don't have a scholarship at a division one school or obviously if they're not counting kids that go to the NAI level, then that's that's not a very good number then. Because there's a lot of good situations at the NAI level. Especially if you're not factoring, if you're not specifically factoring in the opportunity to play overseas. But as we know, the best NAI players get a chance to play professionally. But that's still just a lot of... I don't think people enter the transfer portal... Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm a, I, that, that's what I was about to say was wrong. There probably are kids that enter the transfer portal knowing they're not going to get as good of a situation as what they had from a, at least a level perspective. But I don't think the transfer portal has worked out as a whole the way most people thought it would be, especially those who championed it from the outside looking in. And again, we don't read about the ones that fail. We read about the ones that are successful. You know, we're going to read about um, the guys that went to Indiana. You know, I don't know how much we're going to read about the guys who left Indiana that didn't end up at a high major. Who left Indiana, Kyler? Logan Duncan. Duncan went to Xavier. Okay, so there's Tamar Bates went to Missouri, and then Jordan Geronimo went to Maryland. Okay, well we'll see how they do. Yeah, we'll see how they do. All right, we're getting away from Badunga. We done? We good with that? Yeah, it's over. The the recruitment is over. What's next in 2024? I mean, it's... Commitment-wise? I mean, it's... It's pretty thin, man. It's... Micah Davis, can they win games at Franklin? Dunham, Evansville Christian. And it's... Josiah Gustin and whether or not Tucker Tonata can break the the Division One seal, you know, the Division One glass, and get in part of that show. He just get a D two offer. He's had recently. a couple, yeah, okay. fair amount. Michael Davis, next big, the next big twenty twenty four player uh, to commit. It looks like I would put him at. 
I mean, he's got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight offers, all kind of the low major variety. Well, no, Ball State. Does he have a Miami offer? No. Yeah. Not, he does? I, he, I thought Come he does. Come on, Zach. Come on, Zach. Maybe, maybe, he, do, maybe he doesn't. I thought I, mean, I, was, I was gonna say I, I know Miami, Ohio from talking to oh, wait a minute. Company. Hold on. I got hold on. I got something was wrong here. Nope, still not. Come on, Zach. Uh, he might not. I'm looking at prep hoops, and I don't I see it on there. Okay, I was going to say. All right, good job, Zach. <laughs> I thought someone told me that the kid from Pike at Miami of Ohio would love him. What's his name? Christian Smith? Is that his name? Hey, Smith. Oh, the, the assistant? Yeah. yeah. My Ohio, someone, I forgot who told me that, but someone told me he would love Micah Davis, so I figured they had an offer out, but. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely he's recruiting. Well, was recruiting. I don't know if he still is or not, but Michael Davis was on there his list. I'm talking to him. Yeah, I mean, Kyler's the Christian Smith whisperer. K Smith is my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Indiana State ties. Although Christian Christian and I went to hell and back. (laughs) Once fine state finals game. All right, we good? Good. We got anything else to hash over? What were you, did you want to mention anything about that event you went to? Oh, Le- Tony Leach's event? Yeah, we should talk about it a little bit. He he had an invite-only event. that it, Well, it's a, it's a league on Thursdays, so two. I think there's two more Thursdays. And it's good. It looks a lot like my fall league did my first year. Um, my fall league, but the first year of my fall league, I had 38 was at sports of all sorts, which then became a credit Crediplex and now is a warehouse for a wood distributor or a lumber distributor. Um, we, we had 38 kids, actually our sixth, we had six teams. We had actually five teams. And then we had a sixth team, which was a sports of all sorts house team that I was required to take. Um, and that group was awful, but anyway, <laughs> it was, you know, we, that would have been when the class of 2012 were freshmen, right? Yep. Eight, nine, 10, 11. Nope. That would have been class 2011 for freshmen. Um, the first two years I did it was in, it was invite only. And, you know, we had kids across all the, all the classes, but it was, it was okay. It was, it, it wasn't, um, I mean, Tony got some good kids there, probably four or five really good ones from each class. Um, saw a couple highlights. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is for part of his media stuff that he's doing, and you know he's, but he does he does a lot of that stuff right. He's got nice uniform thing going that he that it's his own business. 
the SVI stuff that you see around on different teams. Um, all the stuff that he does, he puts he puts time and he puts time and effort into. You know, and that's you know that's there's a lot a lot of good to be said from that. Did you see your your godson down there, um, uh, Reynolds? I think he was down there, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. Did not shoot the ball well. Okay. But again, see, you're you're looking at a situation where it's it's a little different. Kyler's since Kyler coached in the fall league last year, he he can speak a little bit from this, but it's a little different. Like they just had four guys sitting on the bench. Had uh, they they each had a different team each game. Well, I don't know if that's hundred percent true, but basically, they had four guys sitting on a bench, and then the teams just kind of rotated. And I don't know how much. I mean, there ain't a whole lot of coaching in the fall league anyway. But I don't know how much there there wasn't any. There wasn't a ton of coach. I mean, there you know, it's just there's not going to be that landscape. I, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say, but did you uh... zero de- zero defense? Lots of nice spectacular plays though. <laughs> um, I think the kid from. Jackson Pardon was down there, correct? Jackson was there, yeah. Yep. Okay. Evan Hayward was there. He played well. Him and um, Mark White, Ben Davis were on a team. Thought Mark White shot the ball well. And and again, you know, nobody's closing out tight on him, trying to force him off the three point line. So look, he looked good. So we'll see. You know, we talked last last week with Coach Carlisle about how his games develop, and that's going to have to be what happens is what happens when his three-point shooting turns up on a scouting sheet scouting report and and people really get tight on him now he's good off the drive but he he knows where the weight room is at definitely knows where the weight room is yeah mark white he's got yeah his he's got the strength he's going to need to play somewhere <laughs> Uh, Stevie did not shoot the ball ex- extremely well. Again, made some good decisions, but you know, again, and this is this is the case with all events like this. Some of it is potluck in terms of who your teammates are. Yeah, you know, and you know, one one neat thing was watching two teams go. One was the nephew of Randy Zachary who was a 1993 Indiana All-Star. The other was the nephew of Kojak Fuller, also a 1993 Indiana All-Star. Of course, Zachary went to Anderson Highland. Kojak went to Anderson. Um, Both freshmen, both are small. Both extremely good with the ball. And just a lot of dribble, 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 dribble. Just... (laughs) I mean, definitely the skill is there. The I think some other kids got tired of watching it <laughs> on the court in real time. But again, that's, 
you know, that's well, I mean, hell, Kyler, Kyler, no, that's the first day of the fall league. Yes, it is. Learning your teammates and but somebody's got to be over there yelling, get rid of the ball. I don't I don't know how many times I yelled, move the ball. Move yeah. That that was easily I mean, every timeout that I had, I mean, what what was it only three total timeouts and everything? That's I said that every single time. Yeah. Um no, it was fun. It's it's it it was good seeing some of those guys there and I got to realize how old I was because I saw more kids with kids. <laughs> kids I coached or kids that were in our program. Watching Michael Mincer's daughter play basketball was like, like, do you realize how good your dad was? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, well, somebody needs to tell you. Um. But, you know, just saw, I don't know, I bet I saw a handful of people that were kids with kids. That whole grown up thing. on Tuesdays? Thursdays. Thursdays? Okay. Yeah, that whole grown up thing throws me off. I don't know. To me, my mints are still a little, little munchkin guard at Batesville, beating up, beating people. But no, I'd, I'd say overall the production that Tony puts into that stuff, he does he does a really nice job. So I, I saw that stuff come through, and I didn't even realize it was a league like that. I thought he usually does like a is it a combine or like a camp thing? Yeah, uh, I thought it was that, but I didn't know it was every Thursday. Yeah, how many more? How many more Thursdays are there? I think it's two more. Okay. Probably try to make it to at least one. Yeah. Maybe this week. I th- I think I'm gonna. I mean, I think I'm gonna try and get back to this week. I got. I don't know what my schedule looks like late in the week, but. That mojo up. Have, yes, Finch Creek. Well, yeah, it's Finch Creek. Yes, Finch Creek to me, but yeah, that's fine. Ruoff. Yeah, it's it's spelled Ruoff, but it's pronounced Deer Creek. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, so Tony Tony did a nice job with it. And I don't know that those kids, how many of those kids are committed week to week. I don't, you know, I don't know. I did have some transfer news I forgot to mention. Um, Johnny Washington played for Concordia this past weekend. Oh, really? For for football. So, oh, really? Well, I guess he's back at Concordia. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the situation there. If maybe Concordia wasn't going to sign off, or I don't know how that stuff works, and didn't want to risk it, or I don't know. But he's he played. Well, Zach actually sent me a tweet from the, his stats for Concordia in their scrimmage for football. Yeah, I mean, the rules are simple for transfers. We do. I don't want to get too deep into this, but the rules are simple for transfers because it's. If you have a, a a legitimate move, really for the most part, the ISA will will favor it. You know, I don't know what the residential situation is like. If they own a home or renting, if you own a home, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, 
because that takes some serious uprooting. <laughs> but just to know, but and going from private to public is, is also easier, but you gotta it's gotta be public in your own district where you live. I don't know where he lives. If he didn't live in New Haven's district, then he wasn't gonna be eligible. Not easily. Yeah, I'm not sure either where he lives at, but definitely was slated to go to New Haven. I've heard that a couple from him on social media. And then even at that event, I went to that uh, rising stars event before the Indian all-star stuff, coach Clint Swan, a guy asked him who, who that was. He said, Johnny Washington, he says going to New Haven. Yeah. So that was the plan, but definitely it was tweeted over the weekend that he was playing for Concordia and their scrimmage against, I forgot who they scrimmaged, but so I thought that was interesting. Well, who was the who's the kid that I mentioned to you from the the other day from New Haven? Oh, Corbin Hamill. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned him to you, but yeah. Well, no, I saw him. Oh, you saw him? Yeah, I watched him play. Uh, was he down at that? At Grand Park. At an event. Leeches? Talking about leeches? Uh, no. Nope. Nope. You're talking about the nope. same guy, Corbin Hamill yeah. for New Haven. The one that Absolutely. I was telling you about the other week, yep. and you said, who was that? Yep. And then you ended up seeing him when? Mm, two Saturdays ago. Or two Sundays ago at uh, Grand Park. Playing in whatever final event that was, the Gatorade thing. Was he playing for all area? No, yes. Yeah. Cool. Baumgartner's group. Okay. With, with Barris Moore. Okay. Allegedly not going back to New Haven, but I don't fully know if that's been executed or not. Yeah, I think I sent that over. I don't know if that's going through or what, but what did you think of him? I thought I've seen him play in the school season. He was did pretty well. I didn't see a ton of him, but. Well, the game was 98-92, so there wasn't a whole lot of defense being played. He looked really good in that environment. Yeah. Looked outstanding in that environment. Um, I mean, he was good. Just a lot of the just a lot of situations, and then not just with him, where the ball just gets stuck with one player. Yes. Yeah. You know, a lot of my turn basketball out there, which, you know, that's, it happens. So, all right, man, we've been on, we've been on this thing for 90 minutes. So <laughs> I don't know that we've been recording for 90 minutes, but we're right there. I think it's time to wrap up. Anybody got anything oh, else? Kyler, what's, what's, nope. what's looking for you this week? Um, finishing up at who's real estate, finishing up our returner, Returning player focus with CJ Gunn. Um, he'll be our last one in that series and then gearing up for football. Like I said, a lot of football previews and everything. And working on trying to figure out who's all coming to visit Indiana this fall for basketball wise. So basketball, yeah. Yeah. Dominique, what's up for you this week? Nothing nothing much. Um nothing much. Just to... being a dad, work and being a dad. Yeah. Yep, that's about it. Trying to get into some workouts when those get going. 
in the fall here around Fort Wayne. That'd be um, good. Yeah, that's about it. Most of that doesn't really start until after Labor Day. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, appreciate it. And as always, thanks a lot. Good, good talking to both of you. See you.